Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Kamara. That's one small step for man and one giant leap for the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am Aaron Camaro, joined as always by Chris Sinzak. How's it going? Going good, man. This is going to be fun today. I enjoy this idea. Yeah, you know, this, this is all you. I, uh, I'm glad you came up with it, and it's good for the for the month of October. Well, because we're working on something big, and we don't want to half-ass it, so we're giving ourselves the time to really get it together right. before we present it to you. So this is kind of a, a stopgap episode, if you will, but I think it's going to be a good one. A lot of good songs today. But before we get to all that, we got to take care of our business, and man, business is good. Once again, here at Decibel Geek, because we've got an Apple Music review, and we've also got a Facebook recommendation, and they're both damn good. This one's entitled, Cool Hard Rock Metal Podcast, and it's got all five of them stars. Oh, I like that. Goes a little something like this. I'm relatively new to the podcast, about eight episodes in, but so far, I really like what Chris and Aaron are doing. They take a different approach to each episode, various hard rock and heavy metal themes, which keeps it fresh. I'm not aware of another podcast that does this, which is really cool. They are also very funny. Check this podcast out. That's perfect. Nice. That's a really sweet iTunes review, five stars. That comes to us from W.J. Taylor, and we appreciate it very, very much. I love hearing, especially from the newer listeners that are just catching on to the show. That's great. And that's cool. You're kind of getting an outside-of-the-box theme here today. Yeah. this is We've never done this before. Out of emergency, but nonetheless, I think it's going to work out. And then we've also got a Facebook recommendation from our good friend Darren Parkin. He recommends the Decibel Geek podcast. And he says, because it's a quality podcast, Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro are great together. If you like rock and metal, this podcast is for you. Listen every week. You better listen to him. When Darren Parkin says, listen every week, you got to do it. And he included a really interesting picture of Ace Fraley. He looks so stoned. He looks completely obliterated in this picture. That's awesome. That's probably what Darren <laughs> imagines me looking like every time he listens to this show. You, you do look like that. I know. It's you. great. Yeah, <laughs> I can barely see your eyes right now. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of having a great time, last week we had a great time. Yes. Man, that was an excellent episode. A lot of new music for my playlist. The Professor 
Patrick Hill came on with us, and man, he turned us on to all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, it was great to have him on, and I loved his his picks. He 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 definitely knows his music. Yeah, he does. He turned me on to some really good stuff. I think he likes George Lynch a little bit. I'd say just yeah. a little, just, just a pinch, <laughs> a pinch of the Lynch. Nothing wrong with some George Lynch. Nothing at all. We had a lot of people that really liked last week's episode. They went out, they shared it, they retweeted it, all that good stuff, and that makes them our honorary Geeks of the Week. Yes, Geeks of the Week this week are Jace Jablewski, Crash Crafton, Joseph Capone, Scott Crouch, Greg McGlone, Dan Nation, Brad Kalmanson, Kristen Schimbeck, Christopher Stokes, Adam Cox, Sean Cullen, Wayne Cross, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Bill Elam, Darren Parkin, Mikhail Burrell, The Bakery Podcast, Aaron Baker, Brant Cattell, Ken J. West, Paul Korn, Alan Tate, Shay Harkett, Ray Coon, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Shane Abair, Ernesto Aguiar, Eladio, and as always, The, the Mooger Fooger. Yes, those are our people, our good friends, our Geeks of the Week. If you want to become one, all you got to do is share and retweet this week's episode, all honoring the Harvest Moon. Yeah, interesting idea. And when you pitched it to me initially, I was thinking, is there going to be very many songs about the moon that that are going to have moon mentioned in them that I'm going to be good with playing? And didn't yeah. take long. There's no, a lot. There's a bunch. I had yeah. a, a bunch left over. Even well, the moon's been around for a long time. A little bit. People yeah. have been writing songs about it since the beginning. Yeah. So the harvest uh, moon, also known as the autumn moon or the hunter's moon, it's that time of year when the moon shines a little bit brighter and it appears shortly after sunset. This signifies a time of great abundance. And today we're going to celebrate with an abundance of great songs all about the moon. Yep. So you want to kick us off? Yeah, and this is the obviously the first song that came to mind. It's not going to shock Aaron at all. No. <laughs> or any of you probably. Got to play a Thin Lizzy song. So this comes off Bad Reputation, released September 2nd, 1977. This is... Uh, an incredible record. If you don't have Bad Reputation in your in your discography, you should definitely have it. Oh, it's so good. So many good songs on here. A lot of drama behind the making of this record, uh, which if you listen to our Thin Lizzy episode with Greg Troy, and you'll get kind of the full story on that. But uh, yeah, this was the exact first song that came to mind when Aaron told me about this theme, and it's Thin Lizzy with Dancing in the Moonlight. When I passed you I should have took that last bus home, but I asked you for a dance. Now we go steady to the pictures. I always get chocolate stains on my pants. And my father, he's going crazy. He says I'm living in a trance. But I'm dancing in the moonlight. It's caught me in its spotlight. It's alright. Dancing in the moonlight. On this long hot summer night It's three o'clock in the morning And I'm on the streets again I disobeyed another warning I should have been in by ten Now I won't get out till Sunday I'll have to say I stayed with friends Oh, but it's a habit worth forming to justify the end Dancing in the moonlight It's caught me in its spotlight It's alright Dancing in the moonlight On this long hot summer night And I'm walking 
start for the day yeah i like that <laughs> good upbeat start to things i love it and i always do get chocolate stains on my pants <laughs> such a messy eater yeah all right so you want to you want to learn a little something about the moon yeah all right i've got some moon facts for you these are pretty interesting the moon is the earth's only natural satellite it's estimated to have been formed over four and a half billion years ago and that's about the same age as the earth itself a lot of people talk about scientists talk about something huge hit the earth in its formative years Mm -hmm. and blasted a big chunk of it off where the earth would be a lot bigger without it and so that's where our moon comes from this all speculation because obviously nobody was there to see this shit happen i don't think so both sides of the moon received the same amount of sunlight so technically there is no dark side of the moon just the side of the moon that we don't see from earth i did not know that Hmm. Here's another one I didn't know. The moon drifts about an inch and a half away from the Earth every single year. Really? It would take billions of years for it to make a difference. Hmm. But an inch and a half every year. Only 12 people have ever set foot on the moon. They were all Americans, and we haven't been back in nearly 50 years. But the U.S. hopes to revisit the moon by 2024. And another fact is that in 1978, ACDC released their stellar album, Powerage. Or Power Age. Yeah. However you want to say it. It's okay with me. <laughs> Power Age. This album contains one of the best songs to ever reference the moon. When Cliff Williams, Phil Rudd, Angus and Malcolm Young, and Bon Scott asked the all-important question, what's next to the moon?
love that. My favorite ACDC record. That's a great song. Love I that. like that. That was the first one that popped into my head yeah. when I was thinking about this. Yeah, that's a good one. So uh, for my next one, this is one that I think either one of us could have picked, and you actually kind of joked that you left it for me, uh, and, and yeah. I scooped it up because I love this song. I'll do a song by King's X from the 1996 Ear Candy album. Another very under-the-radar, over overlooked record. Um, a lot of good stuff on this. Of yeah. course, Doug Pennick on bass, Ty Tabor on guitar, and Jerry Gaskell on drums. One of the greatest three-piece bands to ever walk the earth. Oh, most definitely. Or the moon. And uh, this song has a, a has a great vibe to it, and it's just it sums up King's X pretty well. This is Mississippi Moon. How was that not a massive hit? 
I mean, you got stuff like Blind Melon out there, mm-hmm. Pearl Jam. That song would have fit right in between anything that was popular in 96 on the radio or MTV. Well, you just have to ask Loose Cannon and Baco, who claim King's X is perfectly rated. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think they're too good and they're highly underrated. I I think they deserved more success, but I also see where they're coming from, where they were, they were never really that... Their songs aren't really meant for giant consumption. Like I, I think they're more of a musician's band. Yeah, I mean, they're I always hailed by musicians. Yeah, for sure. Doesn't take anything away from how great they are and how good the songs are. But yeah, I mean, but that song in particular should have probably done much better than it did. And I'm usually a fan of the heavier stuff, but man, you cannot deny that song. It's beautiful. It is. I love it. Love me some King's X. All right, I got one for you. By 2001, it had been seven years since Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis had recorded an album of new music together as L.A. Guns. In 1994, they released Vicious Circle, which was awesome, but it failed to chart in the U.S. because, well, 1994. (laughs) That's all you have to say, right? Yeah. So between 94 and 2001, Phil Lewis would release two solo albums as well as one with a band called Filthy Lucre. While Tracy and Steve Riley stuck it out as L.A. Guns releasing two albums and an EP with Johnny Crypt on bass and three different lead vocalists. Mm-mm, tough times for L.A. Guns. In 1999, the classic lineup of Guns, Lewis, Riley, Mick Cripps, and Kelly Nichols reunited to release Greatest Hits and Black Beauties and Cocked and Reloaded, which were re-recorded versions of their classic songs. Yeah. That's also strange to me. I never really truly understood that. Well, rights. Right, yeah, Mm. and chance to put it out there and make money off of it. But in 2001, they're back, and with the exception of Nichols, they come out with the Gilby Clark-produced Man in the Moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
song man yeah i've always liked that one me too I la like guns era, always put out good albums and not always were people buying them but yeah it's always good and i like the production on it good yeah. job good job on gilby's part shoot yeah now we've always heard about the man in the moon right everybody knows about the man in the moon but who is he really humans have always been known to see faces and inanimate objects and the man in the moon is no exception but throughout history there's also some interesting mythology about the man in the moon and in many cases he's a banished criminal romans said it was an unscrupulous sheep thief ancient germans said he was a man who robbed his own friends and neighbors chinese tradition said it was a woman who stole an immortality potion and then took a double dose wow banished to the moon forever Early Christian lore places him as the man who was stoned to death for working on the Sabbath in the Old Testament book of Numbers. I like this one. English tradition holds that the man in the moon is the god of drunkards. <laughs> They're out there worshiping the man in the moon. Ace Fraley's the man in the moon? Uh-huh. The god of drunkards. The wow. patron saint getting messed up. And in Norse mythology, the man in the moon is Mani. Who travels across the sky, constantly pursued by Hati, the great wolf. One day, the great wolf will devour the man in the moon and set off Ragnarok, which leads to the end of the world. It's all very metal. That is very metal. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a Man of War song or something. Yeah. Man in the Moon. I didn't know any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, me neither. That's good knowledge. I kind of found some weird, interesting facts while reading about the moon. Stuff mm. I'd never really thought about before, so I thought I'd share it. That's cool. So, uh, and the, this one's a, kind of a cheat. It's not really much about the moon, but uh, it's just one of my favorite songs where the moon's mentioned. So I'm going to go. Cool I, I'm going to go lazy, but I like doing this. And any chance I get to play Racer X is is a good day for me. So I went from King's X. Now I'm going to race Racer X. If you don't know Racer X, uh, Paul Gilbert, who you probably know from Mr. Big, was in this band, and uh, with Jeff Martin on vocals, who you might know as the drummer on the second Badlands album, which would have been great knowledge for me when I met Eric Singer. Um, <laughs> Search the archives for that joke. Yeah, the response. Oh, thank you. Um, uh, also, Bruce Boulay on guitar, Juan Alderetti on bass, and Scott Travis from Judas Priest on drums. I mean, hell of a lot of great musicians in this band. And uh, this was for part of the uh, Mike Varney shrapnel label you know okay, all, yeah, all the yeah. best shredding guitar players were on varney shrapnel label he Definitely. was like the ultimate talent scout for guitar players and uh street lethal was the first album in 1986 but this comes off in 1987 second heat it's a cover of the david bowie classic this is moon age daydream i'm an alligator well i'm a mama papa calling for you i'm a space invader i'll be a rock and roll
piss off half our audience that's better than the original oh man by a million <laughs> light years somebody I, I think david i'd never clicked with david bowie no other than a handful of songs handful of songs yeah, yeah. but i otherwise i don't i don't get too it too artsy for me I yeah guess. i guess for me it's over my head yeah i'm just a kiss fan i just love acdc what do you want from and, me? and my knowledge of david bowie is hey did you know that stevie ray vaughn played on that one david bowie album you know, you knew I that. I did not know that. Oh, you didn't know that? I don't know shit about David Bowie. Well, you know the song Let's Dance? Yeah. That's Stevie Ray Vaughan playing the guitar. There's a guitar in that song? Yeah, there's actually a guitar solo on it. Well, I guess I need to go to re- reevaluate my Bowie. Well, yeah, that's, that's the limit of my Bowie knowledge. <laughs> Only because I like Stevie Ray Vaughan yeah. and I heard about it in an inter- interview. But yeah, yeah that, Bowie's that's not playing. all bad. He had his moments. He did. But, uh, but yeah, I'll take the Racer X version yeah. any day. L.A. Guns does a really cool cover of that song. Oh, do too. they? Yeah, yeah. I've never heard theirs. Yeah, check that out. I will. It's a great song to start with, though. And I thought since you were doing a cover, maybe I should do one, too. And so in researching this, I was looking at different things, you know, talking about songs on the moon. And a website I came across was the good old ranker.com. And so I thought I'd share with you the top five ranker.com songs about the moon. Okay. Right. Number five is Moon River by Frank Sinatra. I should have played that. (laughs) (laughs) Number four is Harvest Moon. By Neil Young. That would have been perfect for today. Not a fan. Neil Young. Uh, Number three, Moon Dance by Van Morrison. Yeah. Can't hate on that one. I like some Van Morrison stuff. Uh, Number two, Frank Snatch was back with Fly Me to the Moon. Mm. He loves songs about the moon. 
People heavier, loved it when he sang songs about the moon. Heavier side of Frank Sinatra episode? Uh, hmm. Once we run out I of ideas? I don't want to have to do the research for that. He was packing on at least 30 more pounds in the <laughs> 80s. So. And what do you think is the number one song about the moon, according to Ranker.com? Bad Mood Rising. You nailed it. CCR Classic. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's the number one song. I'd include that. But I think most people are sick of hearing that song. It's basically a radio staple. So I found something even cooler. This is badass right here. Crank this up. You're going to love it. It's Leather Wolf. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Metal doing a cover of Bad Moon Rising. Awesome cover appeared on the B-side of the single Cry Out from their self-titled album in 1987. They only released three albums in the 80s, but then they returned in the mid-2000s and have periodically released new music since then. They're expected to release a new album next year and have recently released a song called The Henchman, hmm. which is pretty badass, worth we'll checking to, out. I haven't heard that yet. Leather Wolf. Yeah, it's yeah, a name I didn't it. expect to hear for after a long time. No, it's pretty cool. I like that. I always saw it as one of the coolest band names of all time. Yeah, Leather, Leather Wolf. Wolf is it just a cool. Tells rock you exactly band name. what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. All right. 
So uh, funny if like Oasis named themselves Leather Leather Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds nothing like what I expected. Right. Um, So I'm going to throw a curveball here. I don't know that I've ever played a song by this band on the show. But uh, thanks to the Spotify search engine where you can search by song title, I just started flipping through and seeing what songs had Moon in the title. Yeah. So mostly disappointed by all the stuff I tried out. But uh, I saw it came upon this one by Dream Theater. And we've had several listeners over the years going, you guys should play Dream Theater more often. Yeah. I've never fully gotten into this band. Um, the times I've really tried to, they're just a little too proggy for my taste. Yeah. Is there such a thing as a band that's too damn talented? I can't yeah. listen to this band. They're too talented. That's kind of why I can't get into it. Like, there's not a lot of hooky stuff. It's, yeah. uh, it's a lot of meandering, which it's, I can, from a musician perspective, I totally love what they do. But if I just want to listen to a great song that rocks my face off, usually they're not the choice. Right. But when you listen to them, you can't really rock out because you're too busy going, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. How did they, how is this, what? Listen to that keyboard wow. song. Yeah. yeah. But I found this song from the 1992 Atco Records release, Images and Words, which I, as far as I know, among Dream Theater fans is like one of their masterpieces. Yeah. Um, most non-Dream Theater fans like me know the song Pull Me Under. That was the big hit. Right. That was kind of their big opening to a lot of people. But uh, I just I thought this song was really great. And I, I listened to it several times when uh, when I was doing my research for what songs I wanted to pick. Written by John Petrucci. This is Dream Theater with Under a Glass Moon.
Hang on a second. Now, i got to wait for my brain to decompress after that. Yeah. Wow. Seven minutes of awesome. What? <laughs> how? What is? How could this? Wow. But some gr- Dream some, theater. Some great riffing on that oh, song. Oh, man, that's amazing. And after I listened to that, you turned me on to that because I'd never listened to it before. Yeah. I checked out something on YouTube to see if there was a live version of it because mm-hmm. it's such a cool song. Yeah. You know, and it's like 20 different songs in one and they're all badass. Right. But there's a video on YouTube where they're showing uh, Mike Portnoy back there on the drums uh-huh. while they're doing this song live, but the video camera stays on him. Oh, he's wow. amazing. That song is a great showcase what that guy can do yeah i just i i just i listened to it like several times i was like this this one's sticking with me so maybe yeah. i need to be more open-minded about dream theater and really give them more of a shot definitely i think so that's what that's what's good about doing something like this you know mm-hmm. even we can introduce ourselves to new stuff yeah and for those of you listening that kind of know my taste and what i'm into and you're a dream theater fan go into the comment section for this episode and give me some suggestions of dream theater songs you think i would like Top five dream theater songs that ACDC fans would love. Exactly. It'd be interesting to see <laughs> like what, to see what, what comes up. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a dream theater episode down the road. Nice. Well, I've got one that I don't think we've ever played on the show either. Not a full song anyway. Yeah. But this is one of my all-time favorite Godsmack songs. It's the first track off their first album, their 1998 debut. Now, even after all these years and all the albums Godsmack's put out, this one is still, I think, one of their very best, and it was the first song that I ever heard by them, and I always dug it. So if you're ready, let's take a blast to the moon, baby.
Godsmack on Decibel Geek. I've always liked that song. Yeah, me and, too. And I'm not a huge Godsmack fan, but that album still sticks with me. I still pull that one out. Definitely. Yeah, I liked that a lot when it was new. Hey, uh, you know, so doing research on the moon, i got to ask you, mm-hmm. what do you know about moon rabbits? I know nothing about moon rabbits. What are moon rabbits? Okay, so if you look into this... You'll find that there's many, many legends about rabbits on the moon throughout human history. I accidentally went down the moon rabbit hole on this one, my friend. (laughs) I've never heard of this. Because this is pretty fascinating, because I found this amazing story from ancient Japan told by the Buddha about four friends, an otter, a jackal, a monkey, and a rabbit, who all vowed to create a charitable act. So the monkey brought his easily accessible mangoes, the otter brought some fish that it had found abandoned on the lake shore, and the jackal brought some food that it had stolen. So all three present their gifts to beggars as their act of charity. Meanwhile, the rabbit, well, he's only got access to grass, which he realizes is not going to work to help a starving beggar. So instead, the rabbit decided that he would offer his own body for the nourishment of the needy. The rabbit's resolve disturbed a god who decided to come to earth to more closely examine the rabbit's virtue. He disguised himself as a beggar and asked the rabbit for something to eat, who was overjoyed to find somebody with which he could share his ultimate sacrifice. The god built a fire to see if the rabbit would follow through, and the rabbit threw himself into it, but did not burn. Impressed, the god revealed himself and said, O wise hare, be thy virtue known throughout the whole eon. And with that, the god carved the sign of the rabbit on the surface of the moon. And people still see if they look for it. If you look at the picture Mm -hmm. and hold it up and look at it and go, okay, now I know what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. you can see a rabbit kind of carved into the moon. No kidding. Wow. But there's all kinds of crazy stories about rabbits on the moon and moon rabbits and rabbits from the moon. It's really weird. Weird stuff. Moon rabbits. Maybe rabbits are aliens. I don't know. <laughs> They're down here watching us, the least suspecting. That's bizarre. Who would ever thought it was the rabbits that took us out? Wow. We never saw it coming. No. Oh, interesting. Pretty wild story, though, huh? That is a That's wild story. That's pretty cool. I like that. Absolutely. All right, so <clears throat> I got my last pick today. And this is one where I feel like I'm kind of making up for uh, making up for a mistake I made a couple of years back. Um, in 2017, Boba Flex released Eloquent Demons, and it did not make my top 10 list of the year. And I don't know why it didn't, because I, I found this song, and then I started listening to the whole record. I'm like, why the hell was this not in my top 10 list yeah. of the year? So apologies to Boba Flex, although I should say the now defunct Boba Flex, because I think they just finished their final tour. Really? Yeah, they were going to split up. I was not aware of that. Yeah, and well, Jim that sucks, because Boba Flex is awesome. They are, and also Jimmy Toland, who is the bass player in Boba Flex, listens to Decibel Geek. Can we appreciate that you listen? Yeah, thank you, Jimmy. But uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is a Eloquent Demons is a really solid record from yeah. start to finish. I was really I was surprised to it too. I put it on the on the YouTube just to listen to the song that you suggested. Yeah. and it just kind of rolled on through the rest of the album, and I just let it go because I was good. digging it the whole time. Yeah, so I don't know why I didn't make my list, but uh, I gotta go buy it now. Yeah, me too. And uh, but I'm gonna showcase a great song from it. This is Moon in the Shadows by Boba Flex.
You think it sucks for Boba Flex to be like, oh, now you yeah, guys now you want like to us. go buy the album. <laughs> I know. Back when we needed you to buy it, where were you? And now we both want it. Well, I'll be buying that one because I was surprised how good it was. Well, and see, that's the lesson to be learned right there. You know, all this music you hear us play, no matter what episode of the Decibel Geek podcast it is, if you find something you love and you got to have it, go out and buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, go follow these bands at their websites on the Facebook or wherever they're at. You know, like them, tell them you heard it on the Decibel Geek podcast. Yeah. You know, let them know that you're you're interested. Yeah. And then when they come to your town, go see them live. Buy a ticket, buy a T-shirt, keep it alive. That's what we're trying to do. We can't do it by ourselves. We said it a million times. We need your help. So yeah. help us keep all these awesome bands that write kick-ass songs about mm-hmm. the moon alive yeah and you, people need to realize that especially in these days listeners make a direct impact on these bands longevity and and uh-huh. their success level and it's not about record companies anymore it's like you, they really do depend on you buying their stuff right and if you like it show them appreciation and buy it one of the most important things i think you can do is if you've got a band that you like and you know they're coming out with something new pre-order that sucker yeah. you know show the world that people are anticipating new albums coming out by awesome bands you mm-hmm. know that's something you should definitely do yeah so that's all mine for today okay um let's see anything else <laughs> any more moon facts i got some more moon facts um this is pretty interesting because we haven't been to the moon in almost 50 years mm-hmm. you know and so that long ago technology was a lot different but did we go to the moon well i guess if you believe we went to the moon <laughs> oh i'm not being serious then they'd say it was about 50 years ago <laughs> But they say with technology the way it is today, they could easily bring stuff with them mm-hmm. that would have took up so much room on the original Apollo 11 yeah. that went to the moon that they would have never been able to bring all that stuff. They brought back 50 pounds of moon rocks, but it was all basically from the same area, you know, and there's different regions of the moon. You know, there's North Poles and South Poles and all kinds of things going on on the moon. So it's kind of exciting that somebody's planning on going back that is cool. in 2024. And these are some questions... That we still don't know about the moon. And we've been past the moon now. You know, we've sent satellites and rovers yeah. to Mars, yeah. you know. But there's still a lot of questions about the moon that need to be answered. Now, they've established that there is ice on the moon. And, you know, ice, that means water. But they have no idea where it comes from or how it got there. And most importantly, what the water's chemical makeup is and if that could be something useful to us. Right. So that'd be pretty interesting to find that out. It's been established that there are moonquakes, you know, like earthquakes, Mm -hmm. but on the moon. But what's unknown is what causes this tectonic activity, and it leads many experts to feel that there's a lot more to the moon than just a big dead rock in the sky. I thought it was made of cheese. Well, very disappointed. (laughs) My parents lied to me. (laughs) Oh, man. It's also been discovered that there's a multitude of of dormant volcanoes on the surface of the moon. It's an educated guess that they haven't erupted in millions of years, but they're definitely still there with no answers on whether they could ever become active again or not. Hmm. That'd be pretty strange, huh? Volcanoes on the moon? Yeah. But they don't know what it's made out of. They haven't been there in so long. Jeez, I told you. Now, something we do know is that the gravitational pull of the moon has effects on, on the tide on the oceans of the Earth. But what is the opposite effect? What effect does the Earth have on the moon? And why does only one side of the moon always face the Earth? 
Who knows? Who knows? Got to go back and find these things out. Scientists through satellite surveillance have recently discovered that there's something massive hidden inside the biggest crater on the moon located at its south pole, but nobody knows what it is. Have you heard that the conspiracy that that uh, Hitler's people actually got up on the moon and there's like a Nazi base up on the moon? I mean, anything's... There's even a movie made about it, I yeah? think. Yeah. Anything's possible. I mean, back in, I think, 1958, <laughs> both the United States and the Soviet Union were working to be able to detonate a nuclear device on the moon. Well, that's not a good idea. Something that you could see from Earth to intimidate the other. Yikes. Good thing that never happened. Yeah, that doesn't sound like a smart far thing to do. <laughs> probably blew it up on the salt pole and god knows what the hell is underneath there now wow some kind of godzilla thing we need to do another conspiracy episode oh yeah without the guests everybody's and clamoring for that no but one where, <laughs> one where we bring up the topics because i love talking about that stuff yeah me too <laughs> just mix rock and roll into it somehow you're all gonna think we're kooks when it's over but yeah. it would be fun to do lace fraley was abducted by aliens of you know? course and if that happened anything's possible captain morgan and his band of merry men came and got him Uh, But before we wrap up here today, there is one thing that is not a mystery to scientists or anybody else, and that is the magnitude of the music of Ronnie James Dio and its positive effects it's had on the people of Earth. So in this season of the Harvest Moon and our celebration of abundance in our lives, we must take into account the bountiful years of enjoyment that he has given us from the very beginning up until the very end. This is the title track from Dio's 10th and final studio album, and it rocks hard. This is Master of the Moon, and we'll see you next week. See you later.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 